continue to work forcefully to protect our fellow countrymen and women and people and do exactly what we know is important at this moment in terms of standing with people and fighting for unity and dignity. Uh, for the jihad. You know, you got to stand up for the jihad because the Democrat Party is the, well, they're the party of jihad. The Democrats on Capitol Hill are calling for a ceasefire in Ukraine. Just kidding. They're not really. They love the war in Ukraine. They want the war in Ukraine to go on forever. They're getting a lot of money from arms contractors. You know, the beware the military-industrial complex and the Democrat Party. Under Democrat presidents, the United States um, was thrust into the American Civil War. Well, that was the president of the Confederacy. Jefferson Davis was the Democrat president. Progressive Democrat and racist segregationist Woodrow Wilson into World War I. Progressive Democrat FDR into World War II. A Democrat, not a bad guy, Harry Truman into the Korean War. John F. Kennedy and LBJ into the Vietnam War. Uh, and, of course, the Clinton administration and their Justice Department set the table for the attacks of September 11, 2001, getting us into the war that will never end against the jihad. You remember that was Jamie Gorelick, uh, a Clinton administration Justice Department official, and the 9-11 Commission found that if she had not built a wall between uh, our intelligence community and domestic law enforcement, the FBI, that they would have happened upon the plot and likely stopped the plot to attack the World Trade Center and the Pentagon and Washington on September 11th. But never mind that. Uh, Democrats equals war. Uh, uh, you know, and here's Joe Biden. How many wars were we uh, slugging our way through when President Trump was in the White House for four years? Um, who did uh, Vlad the Impaler uh, invade? And uh, uh, how about uh, the Middle East, all the troglodytes and Iran? Um, you know, Iran is being funded by Joe Biden and was being funded by Barack Obama. They're the party of war. They're the party of mayhem. They're the party of riots. They're the party of looting. They're the party of crime. They're the party of shooting people. They're the Democrat Party. Want more crime? Vote Democrat. More homicides? Vote Democrat. More carjackings? Vote Democrat. More looting? Vote Democrat. Want more stores to close down in your town? Vote Democrat. Because these are the things that today's Democrat Party represents that uh, they're not on our side. Boy, are they not on our side. That's a fact. Senator Tim Scott yesterday, who's a good guy. He's on the good guy side. Oh, before we get to Tim Scott, I should mention that we just learned moments ago, former Trump lawyer, Sidney Powell, remember she was going to release the Kraken. The Kraken was never released. Former Trump lawyer, Sidney Powell, takes plea deal by pleading guilty to a number of misdemeanors in Georgia election interference case. This is a uh, tragic story, the story of Sidney Powell. Sidney Powell, one of 18 co-defendants in former President Donald Trump's election interference case in Georgia, is in court Thursday morning making a plea deal in the case. She's pleading 
to six misdemeanor charges, according to the agreement read in court. She will get 12 months of probation for each count. So that's six years of probation, if I'm doing my math correctly, as well as a $6,000 fine. The plea deal comes a day before she was scheduled to go to trial, along with co-defendant Kenneth Cheesebro. Now, as I understand it, she has also agreed to testify in all of the other cases, pleading guilty to six mixed demeanor counts, Sidney Powell, um, one of 18, in addition to President Trump, a total of 19, in the Georgia lynch mob case. And uh, according to reports, she has also agreed in order to stay out of prison because, like the Soviet Union, they're threatening to put all their political enemies in prison. And these are largely free speech violations that, uh, that they're being dragged into court for. How dare you do what Democrats have done since the year 2000 and contest a presidential election and claim that there were improprieties? The Democrats, including the former DNC chairman, Terry McAuffle, former governor of the Commonwealth of Virginia as well, McAuffle. McAuffle uh, claimed then and claims now that the 2000 election was stolen. The Democrats claim that the 2004 election was stolen. They lost 2000. They lost 2004. And then they won 2008, so that one wasn't stolen. They won 2012, Barack Obama, so that one wasn't stolen. Then they lost 2016, and they claim that one was stolen. Hillary Clinton. You can be the best candidate and have the best campaign and still have the election stolen from you. Her words. And then they won 2020. I'm making quotation marks with my fingers. That one not stolen, but Hillary is predicting that 2024 will be stolen by a vast right-wing conspiracy. The VRWC, the VRWC, the vast right-wing conspiracy is back. Going to steal the 2024 election. Hillary Clinton already said it. So when Republicans win next year, she will say, see, I told you the election was going to be stolen. And then they'll riot and loot and burn and do what the left always does. But back to Sidney Powell, because, you know, that's uh, her crime was contesting the election, which Democrats do in, well, in every uh, presidential election of the 21st century that they have lost, they have said it was stolen. But now uh, Sidney Powell pleads guilty on six years of probation, $6,000 fine. Got two sixes there. What's the third six for the party of Beelzebub? Beelzebub, I say. As part of the guilty plea by Sidney Powell, she is admitting her role in the January 2021 breach of election systems in rural Coffee County, Georgia, with the help of a GOP official, a group of Trump supporters accessed and copied information from the county's election systems in hopes of somehow proving that the election was rigged against Trump. How dare you gather evidence as an attorney for a client? This is an outrage. But, uh, you know, the prison, the left puts all of their political enemies in prison around the world. It's been going on for generations, and now the left is here. They are here. Racketeering case. It's a sprawling case. She's the second person to plead guilty. Bail bondsman Scott Hall already pleaded guilty and agreed to testify at future trials. 
It's uh, it's about you know turning people against each other. It's uh, classic um, radical left wing stuff. But Sidney Powell today, Georgia, pleading guilty, six misdemeanor counts, avoids prison. But it's not about getting Sidney Powell. It's about getting Donald Trump. All right, now let's go to uh, let's go to Tim Scott, Senator Tim Scott, who's a uh, great American and he's on our side. So that means he's not a Democrat because Democrats are not on our side. But Senator Tim Scott yesterday, uh, um, and he's being attacked today by the news media and NBC News and uh, because, you know, he's a black Republican and it's kind of like their racist fixation, the party of the Klan and the Confederacy and Jim Crow with uh, Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas. They're just, if they're not racist, and now their anti-Semitic racism is out here in the light of day. Now, let's go to Senator Tim Scott yesterday. He was on uh, the Sean Hannity program on the Fox News Channel last night talking about the Democrats and their love for Hamas and uh, hatred for the Jews. When they thought it was Israel who shot the rocket, They were all up in flames. Everybody was coming out against them. The media, the New York Times, AP, and the squad. When they found out that maybe it wasn't, quiet as a church mouse. It's unbelievable how disgusting the reaction is when they think it's Israel. And then how amazingly quiet. No coverage. No denying. And frankly, I asked from the floor, delete the tweet. Delete, Delete it. Tweet. We cannot have members of Congress being a part of the propaganda machine for Hamas. It's undeniably crazy. Sure, they uh, sure they can. The Democrat Party <laughs> they did propaganda for the Soviet Union for decades, and now they're doing propaganda for Hamas. And you know, Ilhan Omar is a jihadi, and she's a member of the Jihad Squad. She uh, has an ex-post. Our office cited an AP report yesterday because she posted, oh, the Jews bombed the hospital, and it turned out they didn't. Our office cited an AP report yesterday that the IDF, the Israeli Defense Forces, had hit a Baptist hospital. What's a Baptist hospital doing in the Gaza? In the Gaza, since then, the IDF denied responsibility, and the U.S. intelligence assessment is that it was not done by Israel. Good for you. She started making excuses all of uh, all over the place. It is a reminder that information is often unreliable and disputed in the fog of war. You think, well, you didn't seem to be curious at all about it, jihad girl. Especially on Twitter, it's called X now, where misinformation is rampant. Yeah, you've been peddling the misinformation on X We all have a responsibility to ensure information we are sharing is from credible sources like the Jihad, which is what you did, Hamas, and the Palestinian Islamic Jihad. You know, some newspapers are just calling them Islamic Jihad, the the other radical Islamic terrorist group in the Gaza. You've got Hamas, right? And then you've got Islamic Jihad, but they call it uh, Palestinian Islamic Jihad. Because they don't want to be confused with other Islamic jihads, you know, regional Islamic jihads, because there are a lot of different Islamic jihads. 
So the one thing that is uh, flourishing in the Middle East is jihad. And talk to a lefty and they'll say, oh, jihad means internal struggle. Yeah, and it means cutting babies' heads off, too. That's the one we're talking about now. She actually has the temerity, Ilhan Omar, who married her brother. We all have a responsibility to ensure information we share is from credible sources. While she is parroting the propaganda from Hamas and the Palestinian Islamic Jihad, which is very Monty Python, I've got to say, the the Palestinian Islamic Jihad uh, versus the Syrian Islamic Jihad and the Egyptian Islamic Jihad. And Monty Python did cover this years ago. Are you the Judean people's front? F*** off. What? Judean people's front. The people's front of Judea. The only people we ate more than the Romans are the f***ing Judean people's front. Yeah. Yeah. And the Judean populace. The people's front. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the people's front of Judea. Yeah. Splitters. What? The people's front of Judea. Splitters. We're the people's front of Judea. Oh. I thought we were the popular front. People's front. <laughs> this is, that's, uh, you know, uh, Monty Python had their finger on the pulse decades ago. And uh, they knew. They knew all about it. Yeah, the Palestinian Islamic Jihad, uh, not to be confused with various other Islamic Jihad organizations. It's, you know, Jihad is, it's internal struggle. And then once they're done with the internal struggle, they start decapitating the Jews and uh, killing the children and and, uh, kidnapping the Holocaust survivors and torturing them to death in tunnels from hell, like the rats that they are living in there. You know, their tunnel system is 311 miles 311 miles of uh, jihadi tunnel system just in the in the Gaza. That's and it's it's 25 miles of beachfront property which they've turned into a living hell. Beautiful Mediterranean beachfront, and they're in the you know Eastern Med. They look west. They have the sunset, uh, but instead they want to murder the Jews, and so do the Democrats. You know, and the jihad squad and their allies. You know, President Joe Biden's nefarious plan to inflict the digital dollar on all of us is already underway, and it's very important to understand the consequences of this crazy harebrained scheme. You know, they tell us it's all it's, it's in our best interest, but they're lying as usual. Time is very important right now. If you want to protect your savings and your retirement, you can help protect your savings and your retirement from the risks of Joe Biden's digital dollar scheme by diversifying your money in IRAs with gold and silver, precious metals, ladies and gentlemen. You get started by calling the experts at American Alternative Assets at 888-4-GOLD-20. That's 888-446-5320. They'll give you all the guidance you need on securing your retirement savings. Say no to Joe Biden's digital dollar scheme. Call 888-4-GOLD-20. Individual results may vary. There is no guarantee that past performance will be indicative of future results on gold and silver. Seek your own legal tax investment and financial advice before opening an account. Boom, 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 boom. All right, uh, Tim Scott's uh, on to them. I got Joe Biden yesterday. He doesn't make any sense. Uh, Ted Cruz rebutting him. I've got, uh, I've got all kinds of great stuff for you. And Brian Seltzerwater who was fired by CNN, and uh, therefore, apparently, now he's at liberty to tell a little bit of truth. That's coming up. (laughs) 
Hey, it's Chris Plant, excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Book by this July 31st for extra savings. Visit ChrisPlantCruise.com. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Uh... And the Democrats, of course, are looking to steal the Speaker's gavel in the House of Representatives uh, amid the disorganization of uh, the Republican Party in the House. Um, It is a crazy time in Washington and everywhere in the world. Pramila Jayapal, who is another radical extremist, uh, jihad squad Uh, you know, kind of terrorist-loving, Jew-hating Democrat. She's a Democrat. Pramila Jayapal saying the quiet part out loud, my friend Mark Paoletta on uh, X. Any deal with Dems for Speaker Pro Tem will require concessions to Representative Jeffries, who uh, was raised by a virulent anti-Semite, his uncle, Professor Leonard Jeffries, a well-known, famous anti-Semite and his mentor, particularly in his formative years. So uh, any deal, Pramila Jayapal says, that the Democrats cut to uh, vote for a speaker pro tem will require concessions by the Republicans to the radical uh, Congressman Jeffries, the Democrat leader, and put Democrats in charge of governing the House. This would be a disaster and total surrender. Stand and fight for Jim Jordan as long as it takes. Mark Paoletta, uh, attorney and uh, all-around smart guy and a friend of mine. Wah, 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 wah. Pramila Jayapal said, I'm waiting to see what the assurances are around power sharing. She's the chairwoman of the Congressional Progressive Caucus. Total commie. What do we have to ensure... What happens here reflects the fact that Dems are essentially governing this body. It's time for the Democrats. uh, Well, let me just say it's time for the Republicans to get their act together. Straighten it out. Uh, Vote for Jim Jordan. I have some. I have some bad news. Some bad news for what? More bad news, Chris? I. How much bad news can we take? I think you can take this bad news. Rolling Stone magazine has been doing some uh, reporting. They're ferreting out the truth, and their headline is "Share." You know, share like uh, Cherokee people, Cherokee tribe. Share confirms. Funny use of the word confirms. Share confirms she quote will leave end quote. The country, under what circumstance, what do you think? If the anti-Semites take over in uh, Congress that are pro-Hamas and uh, what... what, uh, Cher confirms she will leave the country if Donald Trump is re-elected. 
You know, that, that she's, uh, I think she's with the Trump campaign. This is like a Trump get out the vote effort. Vote for Trump, share, we'll leave the country. Uh, cherry on top. How much better does it get, honestly? <clears throat> but uh, here's the thing. She's a lefty, of course. Was she worth like $400 million? Um, she's lying, of course. That These lefties, they always promise. They make these stupid promises that they're going to leave the country if Bush is elected or if Bush is reelected or if Trump is elected, and they, and they never leave. Just leave. You know what? You're going to leave now. Trump lives here. That should be enough. You should leave the country. Get out of here. He's got that big house in uh, Palm Beach, you know, um, Mar-a-Lago. From the sea to the lake, Mar-a-Lago, Mar-a-Lago. That's uh, that's what it's called. Also, um, that's a uh, that's a big one. That's uh, I. I I appreciate Cher kicking in on behalf of President Trump making this offer. I think it's uh, I think it's very thoughtful. But I don't believe her. That's the that's the problem. If Donald Trump is the uh, nominee, I'm open to support anyone. While I'm also reserving my uh, res- my uh, ticket to get out of here if he You're wins. What? Only because he probably had me deported anyway. <laughs> then they attacked a police station. They, uh, the Reverend Al Charlatan, he's, you know, he's so extraordinarily articulate. It's certainly understandable that NBC would hire him to be one of America's top journalists and one of America's most highly compensated journalists. The Reverend Al Charlatan, NBC News. And since we're talking about Palm Beach uh, and uh, Mar-a-Lago, here's a crazy story. And as I actually heard about this a couple of weeks ago. Did I talk about this? I don't think I talked about this on the radio. I talked about it over beers. But now left-wing, the left-wing uh, mediaite, America-hating, probably love Hamas. Mediaite has the story. Brett Baer, you know, the anchor of Special Report, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Fox News. Brett Baer um, has, uh, he's, he's a real estate tycoon. Now, he's been doing his show from Florida. A lot of people do their shows from other locations these days because, you know, the patriarchy has made that possible through the uh, many advancements to technology. Brett Baer lists D.C. home. He's got a home in D.C. It was just built a couple of years ago. Brett Baer lists D.C. home for a record-setting $31 million after buying Palm Beach Mansion for $37 million. Sounds like a loser there. I think he's out $6 million, isn't he? Wouldn't you want that to be a wash? I'm kind of prudent when it comes to those things. My $37 million apartment, you know, in Washington, D.C., so Brett Baer lists home for a record, as D.C. home record, uh, setting $31 million after buying a Palm Beach mansion for $37 million. Now, according to the people that are persecuting Trump, they said that Mar-a-Lago is only worth $18 million. So it must be, you know, less than half as nice as Brett Baer's new house. Is Brett Baer a billionaire? Is Brett Baer a major industrialist? 
Brett Bear's a perfectly good guy. He worked with Brett a little bit when I was at the Pentagon, and he was assigned to the Pentagon for a period of time. And uh, I like Brett. He's a very nice guy. Um, always thought he was just uh, just fine. And I'm not as political as some people when it comes to some things, but Fox News anchor Brett Bear is selling his Washington, D.C. house for a record $31.9 million after purchasing a home in Palm Beach, Florida for more than $37 million last year. Bear and his wife, Amy, have listed their French chateau-style home with the most expensive residential sale price in the history of Washington, D.C. The property will reportedly be listed through a real estate agent, Daniel Hyder of uh, TTR, Tut Taylor Rankin. Uh, and um, he's one of the most recognizable faces on Fox News, serving as the network's chief political anchor and executive editor of the show Special Report. The Wall Street Journal, a subsidiary company of News Corp, was first to break the news. The couple paid $5.4 million for the property in 2008. However, they spent three years adding 16,250 square feet to the house, including an additional five bedrooms. The total cost of the project was reportedly $30 million. We're putting on an addition. You know, we just got an addition going here. Sure. Starting in April of 2022, the Bears began living in the D.C. home but also started visiting their Palm Beach house after buying it in the summer of 2022. So that's, they got the two houses going to like $60, $70 million in real estate and two houses doing pretty well. That uh, Those TV jobs, some of them pay uh, very, very well. Bear noted after the pandemic, the family began spending more time in the Sunshine State, Whereas children enjoy uh, and, and uh, enjoy golfing, he's a big golfer too. He's uh, like professional level level golfer. Uh, Brett Barris played college golf and all that stuff, and um, so and also when you spend you know a lot of time in Florida, you don't pay the income taxes that you pay in Washington D.C. Another ten percent of your income, um, but uh, you know a lot of people. Uh, do that. Spend six months plus one day in Florida to avoid paying taxes in D.C. and in Illinois and in Chicago and elsewhere. Kind of remarkable thing. Now, um, Amy Bear, who's also perfectly loved my, my best girl, knows her, and everybody's uh, very nice. Um, um, Amy's family, her father, has been very, very successful very, very successful as an American, uh, private jet successful. So, um, you know, it's all in the family. Know what I'm talking about? That's some pretty remarkable stuff, though. But if you want to buy the $31 million D.C. house, really it's $31.9 million. You should say it's $32 million. Um, I can help you with that. You give me a call and I can help you. I know, uh, I know people. Uh, when it comes to that stuff. All right, let's see. You want to go to uh, Seltzer Water? Let's go to Seltzer Water. Brian Seltzer, also known as Uncle Fester, because he looks so much like Uncle Fester from the Adams Family, just in case you're wondering why he'd be known as Uncle Fester. Brian Seltzer Water, he, um, he's, he was fired by, by CNN because they thought maybe he was driving away the viewers <laughs> and... Uh, 
And that uh, turns out that wasn't true. Still, right now, there are about 88,000 people watching CNN. The whole country. You know, it's uh, in practically every household. But um, only about 88,000 people are watching CNN by day. Not many more by night. Uh, but here's the uh, story. Brian Seltzer tears into media's atrocious series of mistakes covering Gaza hospital bombing. Can you imagine? And uh, radical left-wing uh, media, they're anti-truth. Former CNN chief media correspondent Brian Seltzer, it's Stelter, I know, who cares, tore into a, an atrocious series of mistakes. They weren't mistakes made by the media while covering this week's bombing of a Gaza hospital and accused reporters of causing harm. Can you imagine? Well, U.S. embassies were attacked in uh, Lebanon. The British and French embassies attacked in Tehran. The uh, U.S. troops remaining in Iraq were attacked yesterday uh, in drone attacks launched by Iran, which is funded by Joe Biden and, of course, Barack Obama. But here is uh, Seltzer Water. He... Uh, um, I don't know, is, is he Jewish? I'm not, I, he's probably, I think that he is. Um, but he yesterday decided maybe it's now that he's free of the shackles of CNN that maybe he could say something that was true. I think it's prohibited at uh, CNN. He was talking to Dan Abrams, formerly of this and that, and uh, Brian Seltzerwater. Uh, trying to tell a little bit of truth. There is no defense here. This was an atrocious uh, series of mistakes by many different major newsrooms all around the same time on Tuesday. And unfortunately, I don't think there's been enough follow-up or accountability to make sure it doesn't happen again. Um, yeah. Well, where were you when, and it's, it's true, CNN falsely reported uh, Israel strikes and the Associated Press and the New York Times and uh, Politico and and others all reported Israel struck because Hamas told them, and they're 500 dead, and they didn't even wait for a single photograph or a clip of video from the scene. Uh, they just went with what Hamas told them, and even Brian Seltzerwater found this to be substandard, and his standards are incredibly low. I've noticed oftentimes in breaking news stories, breaking news scenarios, when information is lowest, interest is highest. And by the time we actually know the facts, people move on. Well, this was one of those cases, but it was even worse because when the stakes are highest, it seems the standards were the lowest, and it should be the opposite. Uh, I'm reminded of Brian Seltzer lying to everybody about Russian collusion and about the Hunter Biden laptop and the New York Post's reporting. And I'm uh, recalling him being one of the leading liars in a universe of gigantic, filthy, dirty, rotten, corrupt liars. And Brian Seltzerwater for years peddled the anti-Trump narratives uh, faithfully, dutifully as a party apparatchik posing as a journalist. Russian collusion, Russian cl Oh, sure. Oh, the proof is everywhere. Oh, no, Adam Schiff knows he's in the classified briefings. And, and then the laptop, uh, which would have changed the outcome of the election. President Trump would still be in the White House. There would be no war in the Middle East. There would be no invasion of Ukraine. Uh, China wouldn't be plotting with Vladimir Putin to take over the world and take civilization away from 
the civilized people, Brian Seltzer water. There is no doubt this was a tragedy at the hospital, but there was this rush to judgment based on a one-sided story from a whatever the opposite of a reliable source is. And that's what was so disturbing. A terrorist organization? And like I said, because there hasn't been a follow-up, a kind of series of accountability. Uh, I'm worried a series of accountability. I got it. They're, they're all idiots. I've got to tell you. I mean, it's a low IQ theater. Um, you know, there are reports that say that there may have been dozens killed, not hundreds, not 500. Then some reports said 300. Other reports said 200. There are also reports that say possibly dozens were killed. And the Al Jazeera video shows that the missile came from inside of the Gaza Strip from a neighborhood where the Palestinian Islamic Jihad, Simani Python again, uh, have their missiles that they've been building to kill the Jews, but they're so inept, incompetent, uh, and uh, idiotic that they fired the missile that landed in a hospital run by Baptists. No sense of irony from the news media on that either. And uh, who knows how many are killed because nobody's in there because it's too dangerous because they're terrorists. And he says, whatever the opposite of reliable sources, you are the opposite of reliable source. Give me you- a media critique. Was that, was that stupid on my part? <laughs> Just amazing. Aren't they amazing? Uh-uh-uh. Man Omenashevitz, I'm telling you. Can you say Man Omenashevitz right now with the war in Israel? Yeah, our media, our media is the most corrupt institution in the United States of America. There was no evidence indicating Russian collusion. Hillary Clinton's opposition research was falsely presented as legitimate intelligence to the public, to the FISA courts. People should go to prison for this. Seltzer Water, if you were a journalist, you'd be holding feet to the fire, not being the bootlick that you are. For the Democrat Party. And now that your party has joined the jihad, all you can say, well, whatever the opposite of reliable source is. Oh, you mean a radical Islamic terrorist organization, a jihadi outfit? Is that what you're trying to say, but failing to come up with the words to express? Award-winning journalist, Brian Seltzerwater. When you look at the media coverage of the past two years, has the media's reputation been helped or hurt by the combination of news and speculation? There is a story flying around Washington, D.C. that Joe Biden has a lot of Muslims in his departments and agencies that are considering quitting because he's too pro-Jew and they hate the Jews. And uh, Joe Biden put all these Muslims and, uh, you know, uh, anti-Jewish terrorists in his government. And now, uh, according to reports and Wajahat Ali, uh, a lot of Muslims are threatening to quit, quit the Biden administration. I hope they do. And I hope you go join the jihad where you belong. Uh, Speaking of the jihad, let's go to an Israeli Defense Forces reservist from New York, whose name is Noy Lieb. Noy Lieb uh, was on the television early this morning, and I was watching for you, talking about uh, what the Israeli forces uh, will face when they go in on the ground, as they say, into the Gaza. The Hamas tunnels, according to them, it's 311 miles. That's about half the subway system in New York. 
You think about it, it's an underground tunnel. Uh, uh, a terrorist can easily come out, kill X amount of people, and go back down. Which uh, is the very definition of a troglodyte. Honestly, they're the Morlocks. H.G. Wells, the time machine. They're the troglodytes. They live in pits and caves, and they slither out to murder, and then they slither back into their pits and caves. 311 miles of tunnels. The Gaza is about 25 miles long. A network of tunnels, and they've got hostages down there. And uh, my position is, kill one hostage, that's another month you go without electricity in the Gaza. The entire Gaza, no electricity for a month for every hostage that you savages murder. All right? Loyneev is there. He uh, He's in Israel. He's in uniform. He's from New York. Uh, he's there fighting for a civilization. These tunnels were built with the aid that also Israel and also many people around the world sent. Instead of building schools and hospitals and libraries and other civil projects, this money that we all sent for humanitarian aid and, and such went to building these terror tunnels where weapons are held, hostages are held, command centers are held, and, and, and that's where the money went to. And that's where the money went to. And uh, Joe Biden just gave him another $100 million of our money yesterday because the left loves terrorism. They love radical Islamic terrorism. They love giving our money away because, you know, uh, their inner thing is uh, terrorists. And, and I've got audio for you because Joe Biden talked about that. And he said, yeah, but if the bad guys use it, who the hell do you think is going to get it, you moron, honestly? We have the dumbest president in the history of president. Biden to seek unprecedented package, $100 million for the jihad. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.